The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Good morning. Amen. Today is a great day because this is the day the Lord hath made. In two weeks, it would have been three years that we have, this church, been stagnated and held in a holding pattern with this pandemic. And I want you to start thinking about ways to come out of it. I want you to start thinking about and get refocused on seeing souls saved, seeing people healed, you know, giving God the glory, advancing his church and the kingdom of God. I want you to start thinking that way. We are not here to be imprisoned by this thing forever. And so we have to think about ways to come out of it. Amen? And we'll do so safely and responsibly. But let's not settle on our leads and think this is the way it's always going to be. I hope not. Amen? How many with me on that? Amen. Would you open your Bibles this morning very quickly? We don't have a lot of time. And so we want to redeem the time that we do have. How many were here last Sunday when, when Dr. Bible presented? You know, people are still talking about that. Amen. Amen. In fact, I, I received a couple emails, people saying how good it was and how um, energizing, entertaining, and insightful it was. Amen. But thank God. Thank God for different gifts in the body of Christ. In the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11. I'm going to read to you verse 1 and 2. And it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth, on earth, not in heaven, on earth, as it is in heaven. Now, what's interesting about this prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, we know this prayer as the model prayer. We, we know that this is a form of prayer. And in this prayer... It wasn't that Jesus wanted us to repeat this prayer verbatim every time we pray, but he wanted us to pray the topics in this prayer, or you might say the petitions. And one of the petitions Jesus taught his disciples to pray was, your kingdom come, your will be done. 
on earth as it is in heaven. Huh? So in the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, this is the one petition I want to focus on today. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, make no mistake about it. This petition was not a reference to Israel's liberation from Rome. Not so. But rather, this petition was God's spiritual reign in the hearts of every believer. And that God's will will be done in every area of your lives. There's no area of your lives that should be shut off from God. God wants his will done in every area of your lives. Amen? So the question is, when does this kingdom come? When will this prayer be answered? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. In Acts chapter 1, you find there where Jesus was assembled on the Mount Olives with his apostles after his passion. He had shown himself alive with infallible proofs. And for 40 days, there's that number, Jamie, 40 days, he spoke to his apostles pertaining to the kingdom of God. Then the apostles asked him in verse 6, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Jesus said, it is not for you to know the times and the seasons that the Father has put in his power, in his authority. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and in the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, there's something we need to understand here. When God has spoken to you in his word about a promise, about his will for your life, and you're looking around and saying, well, it hasn't manifested yet. Well, I'll tell you the same thing Jesus told his apostles. It is not for you to know the times and the seasons that the Father's put in his own hands. If God said a thing, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. But it's not for me to know the times and the seasons. But here's what God wants me to know. You have power. You have power. You have power to tread on serpents and scorpions. You have powers to be the head and not the tail over your circumstances. So the apostles asked Jesus, will you restore the kingdom again? Will you restore this kingdom to Israel? And see, they're thinking about an earthly kingdom. They're thinking about being liberated from Rome. And Jesus says, no. That's in the Father's hand. But what the, but what the Father wants you to know is, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. I want to talk about when the kingdom comes. 
We have recited this prayer. We have even prayed this prayer since we were small children. But nobody ever took the time to answer the question, when does the kingdom come? And I'm going to tell you when the kingdom comes. Now, first of all, let's back up. What is the kingdom of God? Well, you're living in it. The kingdom of God is the Basilea of God. That's what the word kingdom means. It is Basilea. It is God's extension of his rule, his reign, and his dominion in the earth and in the universe. It is the domain of the king. So when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven, he was telling them that there's an extension of heaven that God the Father wants to come to you. There is a part of heaven that the Father wants us to experience here on this earth. Can you say amen? So that's what the kingdom of God is. So what is the kingdom of God all about? I'm going to make this simple. Here's the bottom line. And I believe this is something every one of us ought to be committed to, is kingdom living. Huh? What is the kingdom of God all about? First of all, it's not about religion. Mm -mm, not so. It's not about religion. As Paul told the Romans, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It is not food and drink. It is not about dietary laws. You know, the things you, you consume and the beverages you drink, that's not what the kingdom of God is about. The kingdom of God is, about, is not about rules and regulation. Paul said the kingdom of God is not about food and drink, but it is about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Is that right? Then he told the Corinthians. He said that kingdom is not in word only. But it's in power. It's in power. You see, the kingdom of God is not just a concept. The kingdom of God is not just a doctrine. The kingdom of God is just not a theory. The kingdom of God is not just in words only, but it's in power. God wants us all to live empowered lives. He don't want us living like we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. He don't want us living suffering, struggling, and straining. That's not the way God wants us to live because those conditions does not exist in heaven. He said he wanted an extension of heaven to be part of our experience here on earth. So what's the bottom line? Well, the kingdom of God, it's not about going to heaven. Don't get mad at me, nobody, but it's not about going to heaven. The kingdom of God is about heaven coming to you. Heaven is being extended to every one of us. Huh? It's not about going to heaven. It's about heaven coming to you. Can't make this any simpler, Joyce. He taught them to pray, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Where? On earth. 
on earth as it is in heaven. Maybe that's what the Apostle Paul meant when he told the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Come on. The old things are passed away, and behold, all things are new. What was the apostle saying? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature and a new creation, and this new creation is called the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, the old things are passed away. Then he says, by faith, look, behold, all things are become new. That's what the kingdom of God is all about. So how can you know when the kingdom has come to you? How can you really know it? I believe the kingdom has come to me. I really do. How can you know that that prayer has been answered for you? Huh? When the kingdom comes, it's a present reality. It's a present reality. It's not for another time in another place. It's not for when you die and go to heaven. Or you die and go into the by and by. No, 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 no. When the kingdom of God comes, it is a present reality. It's for this time, this place, and whatever space you find yourself in. Remember, it was the Pharisees that demanded of Jesus to tell them when the kingdom of God would come. Jesus told those Pharisees in Luke chapter 17, he says the kingdom of God does not come with observation. He says neither will they say, look here, look there. He says, no, 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 for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. It's within you. And so we live not from the outside to the inside. We live from the inside to the outside. Because the kingdom of God is within us. Amen? So how do you know when the kingdom has really come? I believe your life moves from confession to possession. We've been confessing stuff long enough. But when are we going to start possessing it? Hmm? We move from confession to possession. And what are we possessing? You're possessing power, love, salvation, and deliverance. You possess that now. Power, love, salvation, and deliverance. Isn't that what the apostle told the Colossians? Colossians chapter 1. He says, God hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. We're not where we used to be. We're not how we were. We have been delivered from the authority of darkness, from the authority of sin and shame, from the authority of weakness and limitation, we have been delivered from the power of darkness and we have been transferred. Glory to God. When you transfer, you know, when I was a young boy, we used to 
ride buses downtown from the inner city to go to the boys club. And we would have to get on one bus in the free zone and transfer to another bus to take us closer to the boys club. And the bus driver would provide us with a little slip of paper and that would be the, the transfer slip. Now, this is what God is saying to us. He is saying, I have delivered you from the power of darkness and I have transferred you off of that old bus and transferred you onto this new bus. And this new bus is a bus that's been extended to you from heaven. And it's come from heaven down to earth. And you to live your life on this new bus, not the old bus of sin and shame. We have been delivered from the authority of the enemy. And we have been conveyed, translated and to the kingdom of his dear son. And so when the kingdom comes, you move from just a confession. You know, we come to Christ and we confess Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And, and, and it goes on to say, with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But we need to go beyond that. And know that we're beyond a possession, a confession, but we've now entered into a possession of power, love, salvation, and deliverance. You have power over the enemy. Come on. You have been saved from your sin. Come on. You've been delivered. God is not going to deliver you. You've been delivered. Now the question is, are you going to accept your deliverance or are you just going to confess your deliverance? You can possess your deliverance because of this kingdom that has come. Is that right? Is that right? Glory to God. I believe another way you can know the kingdom has come and you know it by faith is that you see and enter this new spiritual economy. And I like to call the kingdom of God the economy of God. Let me tell you where I'm going with this. In 1983, I made my first trip as a missionary to Africa. And we were in the country of Ghana. I was part of a five-man five team, missionary team. And the leader of the team wanted us to exchange our money for their currency. There were exchange, uh, you know, exchange offices in the airports. There was exchange places at banks. But he didn't exchange our money there. Because had we exchanged our money and an exchange in the airport or an exchange in a bank, they would have given us 10 CDs, that's the Canadian currency, for one American dollar. But he decided, the leader of our team decided, that he would do our exchanges on the black market. And we were given 100 CDs for every one dollar. Huh? I'm telling you, 
like every country, every government has their sanctioned economy, their recognized economy, but there's also an underground economy. There's also a shadow economy. There's even a black market some places. And I'm telling you, we're operating in the wrong economy. We're operating in an economy where we can only exchange $1 bill for 10 where we could be operating in this new economy that's came from heaven to earth where we can get not only a hundred for a dollar, but God may want to give you a thousand. He may want to give you a thousand. And so when we live pinching our pennies, when we live with limitation, when we live thinking that this is all we have, this is all we'll ever get, you're living beneath your privilege because you don't see this kingdom that the Lord told us to pray for. Thy kingdom come. There are no shortages in heaven. There are no limitations in heaven. None. And so why wait and die to go to heaven for a better life when Jesus taught us to pray to experience that better life here and now? So you know the kingdom has come when you can see this new spiritual economy. Remember, it's inside of you. You know the kingdom has come when you actually make a good faith decision and you enter this new spiritual economy. This is what Jesus was telling Nicodemus. Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You said the same kingdom that came from heaven to earth. Huh? Remember when Jesus began his public ministry? He preached, the kingdom of God is at hand. Don't let him pass you by. You want to see this kingdom, and then you want to enter this kingdom. Jesus' father told Nicodemus, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he shall not enter the kingdom of God. So you know the kingdom has come to you. When by faith you see this kingdom, you enter this kingdom, and you know you're operating not on the economy of limitation, an economy that, that have you handcuffed with inflation, regardless of how high inflation gets, you know in this economy he promised to supply all of your needs according to your riches and glory. He promised that he would do that. That's when the kingdom comes. It's just not a, a prayer we pray and a song we sing, but this is a present reality we ought to experience. I believe with all my heart for years, and I thought about that yesterday, how God has blessed Joyce and I and our family down through the years. Oh, we've had some hard times. We've had some hardships, but we've never went without. Our children have never went without. I believe that I can live better on less in my kingdom economy than others can live on more. Huh? Because I got the king not only sitting on the throne of my life. I got the king with a scepter. With, with the scepter of his kingdom as he's sitting on the throne of my life. And we raise his scepter Certain things have to back up. 
Certain things have to stop. Certain things have to know that I belong to my heavenly father. I am a child of the king, and you don't touch this one. You don't touch this one. This has been my experience. I remember one time we, we had five children. And all of my children needed winter coats. And I wasn't even accepting my salary at the time. I was making a lot of sacrifices in the name of the Lord. But see, we feel with the Holy Ghost. We feel with the Holy Ghost. Remember he said? It's not for you to know the times or the season. The Father's put in his own power. But you shall receive power. And because we're filled with the Holy Ghost, we can be led and guided, guided by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost spoke and said, go to JCPenney. A store we never would have darkened the door in based on our economic status at that time. But the Holy Ghost said, go to JCPenney. So we were obedient. So we went to Southland Mall and walked into J.C. Penning, and this is a true testimony. And there on the rack was a clearance with every coat every one of my children needed. And we had more than enough to pay for it. More than enough. More than enough. If you're going to be in this kingdom, then you need to walk in the spirit of this kingdom. And you always acknowledge the king. And the king will direct your paths. That's when you know the kingdom has come. Glory to God. Kingdom ain't come just because you come to church. A lot of people come to church and they never read their Bibles. I don't care what scripture I call out. Some people never search those things to see whether they be so. They never search them. Just take the pastor's word for it. No, 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 no. God wants you to have a first-hand experience and a personal relationship with him and his word. And as you dig into that word, listen to me, God may show you something he didn't show me. You know, because what, what God has for you is for you. So he may show you something differently. And that's why it's called a living word. It's not a dead word. It's a living word. Let me say this in closing. The kingdom of God is always at hand. That's what Jesus preached. The kingdom is at hand. So no matter where you are, what you're going through, what you're faced with, you're not alone. The kingdom is at hand. And Jesus Christ is the personification of that kingdom. You can't have the kingdom without the king. Let me say it again. You can't have the king. You can't experience the kingdom without the king. Is that right? And the kingdom has come whenever and wherever you believe and you acknowledge Jesus as Lord, not only of your life, but Lord of everything. Jesus is Lord over the cost of a dozen of eggs right now. I don't care how much, how much they cost. Jesus is still Lord. And he said, his kingdom come. His will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. This is the way we live, beloved. We don't live one way Monday through Saturday. Then come up here on Sunday. 
and try to act spiritual. No, no, no. We do kingdom living 24-7. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.